The following episode of The Drop-In is brought to you by Spoke, a new free listening app from Sirius XM. The following is an at-will presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Drop-In with Will Melnotti. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Drop-In. I am your host, Will Malnati. We're going to start today off with a segment called What's Annoying Will? Mitch is going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to just tell you what is annoying the hell out of me. Ready? Go. Ridiculous email signatures with people trying to be cute. You know when people write at the bottom of their uh, email, sent from outer space, like trying to be all cute. Isn't that great? Sent from the future. Don't write that. You sound ridiculous. Okay, number two, gym wanderers. You know the people who slowly walk around the gym like aimlessly, like like with their headphones in so they can't hear you behind them and, and they're blocking all the weights and they don't really care that anyone else is there. It's like their own personal gym. Get out of the way. You're worse than a Times Square tourist looking up at the tall buildings. Number three, credit card chip readers. I know you just spent 10 minutes shopping. I hope you have another 10 minutes to pay. Number four, new fancy iPad screens at every coffee shop and bodega. Just because there's now an option for me to tip you doesn't mean I'm going to tip you. That's ridiculous. All right, we're out of time. It wasn't that fun. My guest today is a good friend of mine. He is the co-host and producer of the wildly successful podcast, Unqualified with Anna Ferris. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sim Sarna. I mean, I got a little baby shot. No, I'm just kidding. This is this wait. Hold on. Put it next to mine. It, well, it's definitely less than yours. Let me ask you. Is I gonna switch it? <laughs> All right. Good. 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 You um, can pour some more for yourself. Okay. Hold on a second. How are you guys drinking with every guest that you interview? No. 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 How do you we, decide? Well, we always have couple of bottles of wine open and if they want to have a drink with us then great but you're sure. you guys you and honor are always drinking not always no 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 i probably am yes you are but <laughs> yeah. she's not always well i mean here's the thing i thought I it was the to... other way around i thought she was the one who was always drinking no 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 no, no definitely not um I feel like I'm the one that probably needs a little bit of alcohol before I start a show because I'm always super, super nervous. And we've done, you know, 80 plus shows right now. But and I you're still, still nervous? I'm nervous right now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Okay. Well, that makes me feel good. This is the second time. I think I'm more, this is my second time doing an actual podcast as yeah. a guest. And I think I'm more nervous with you <laughs> as opposed to uh, the first time, which was with Chris Hardwick. Wow. Because I knew I'm that. I'm going to tell him that you said that too. Oh, you can tell him that. That's that's fine. Uh, with Chris Hardwick, I knew that I didn't have to do the heavy lifting because nobody wants to hear from me. I'm sitting next to Anna, and the interview was with Anna. But you know, when I do talk, I'm like, oh, I mean, it was it was fine. It was easy. Did you drink before that one? Um, I think I had. I think I, Anna and I had like a glass of wine before, but we weren't drinking during. No, because he yeah, doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't drink. He doesn't drink. That's true. He's sober. That's true. But do you drink with all of your guests? No. Honestly, we were talking about Mitch and I were talking about that how. I feel like that's something that may, perhaps I should incorporate more, but then whenever I actually do it, then I yeah. start my brain starts slowing down so I can't ask the questions quick enough sure, or I sure. feel like I'm not being as creative or as So it's weird. Like part of me wants to do it because it feels more social and part of me right hates when I actually do it because then I, I just can get lost and 
What's your process like when you actually have a guest on? Do you do a bunch of research? or Because I know Chris Hardwick's process. His process is there is no process. Right. He just they, gets on the just, mic and he has, he'll, goes he'll, for it. Yeah, right. They'll just start talking. My With, process is very meticulous. Okay, I want to hear this. Um, I wake up in the morning, 8 o'clock, coffee, three sugars, and Wikipedia. And then the Wikipedia, I mean, I've been rehearsing <laughs> your Wikipedia, memorizing right, it right, right. word for word. Yeah. Uh, and then and then basically, yeah, I, I I also make my own comments on your Wikipedia sure. for the things that I think are bullshit. And then I'm ready for the most part. Um, well, first for, of all, thank you for establishing a Wikipedia page for me. I appreciate that. Do you not that. have a Wikipedia page? No. What's no, wrong with you? Hey, I, I mean, here's, do you have one? Yeah. Who put it together? Did someone not put it me. Together? Yeah, someone put it together. No, like, I, I don't think I don't think I have the clout. Like you. Do you guys have a publicist for your podcast? Um, or is well, it her Anna publicist? Well, has a publicist, so we don't really have a publicist but for the podcast. But do you have podcast. to pay them f- to do podcast stuff? No, no. I mean, no, no. We really? Anna has a personal publicist for her personal stuff. I know. Oh, so then it, now it just incorporates that because it's yeah, part I mean, of her personal stuff. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. But she's getting a lot of publicity because of the podcast. So it all kind of goes hand in hand at this point. I know. So that I think you need your own publicist. Oh, do I? Yeah. yeah. Do I need to spend six grand a month on no, a publicist? No, you pay them in... Wormwood rye and uh, back rubs. Which, by the way, I have to say, this is some of the best rye I've ever had in my entire life. We didn't even cheers yet. This cheers, is buddy. Appropriate. I'm cheers. so happy nice to, to be you. here. Cheers. cheers. It's really smooth. It doesn't really... You would think that uh, it would be a lot more harsh, but this is one of the smoothest ryes I've ever had. <clears throat> the only reason I think it's harsh is because it's 4 p.m. Ah, That's I That's why it hit me with a little bit of that extra... Mm. So... What is it like having one of the most uh, uh, listened to podcasts? And what is it like when you tell people that this thing called podcast is your full-time job? Uh, well, they're wondering if I'm if I'm making any money, first of all, because... That's the first question, right. It's like, so do you guys... Can you guys make money off of podcasting? Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's always a know, whisper, too, by the way. It's yeah, always, it's like, are, are, you, are, you doing, are you doing okay? Yeah. Are you Are you sure? Do you need a loan? Yeah. You know, are you staying on Anna's couch? Yeah. Like, how... Like, is Anna paying you? <laughs> no. It's... Podcasting is amazing. Are you kidding me? It's It's on-demand radio. Once every single car is connected... It's going to revolutionize the way everyone listens to anything on in, the, in their, you know, their, your phone is your, is your radio. And you can listen to any podcast you want anytime you want. There are 400,000 of them. I mean, that's, it's, that's just astounding. It's astounding. And, of course, because there's 400,000, the discovery is not, it's, it's more difficult. If you're not charting on iTunes, you're probably not going to be found. And, and, that's, and that's a shame. But... What I love about podcasting, it's, it's completely democratic. You know, the cream rises to the top. So if you have a good podcast, people will find out about it. We haven't spent a dollar in advertising. All of this has been word of mouth. Um, and I feel really blessed and really fortunate to have that. Um, but you asked me another question about what was the first part of your question again? Um, you don't remember anymore. What was the first part of the question? <laughs> yes, Mitch. I can you introduce, it was, it can you was a two-parter. Can we introduce the yes, yes, Mitch? Our producer is in the in the room drinking a shot of uh, wormwood <laughs> rye. He hasn't been listening to any of this. He's just <laughs> he's just here. Wait, why don't you give your producer a mic? I don't understand that. You feel like you, he, you he's don't not want always to in here. I'm a silent, uh, he's a silent investor. Partner. Do you ever feel like you need to contribute or you want to contribute? How do you feel um, about that? 
Do you feel like he talks too here, much? Here you go. No. <laughs> All right. <you're>, yeah, <laughs> no, we, I want to hear from you here because well, I feel I feel I like, like he's neglecting you, and I feel like maybe Will is not appreciating you and your skills. No, no stop that. Not. First of all, let me say something. <laughs> he sits in here with me for every voiceover recording that I yeah. have to do, and and basically we've gotten to the point where. I just know based off his look if what I'm saying or what I'm doing is terrible or not. And he'll just, like, give me the, like, no, dude, no. So, I actually, he's amazing yeah. in, in giving that type of feedback where, you know, if I think something's funny and it's just not or I think something's landing and it's just not, he's very quick to correct it. Do you think that he serves the role that I serve for Anna in a way? Um, I mean, you're you've become more of a personality. Right. You are. A per- I mean, I don't know that you had designed it that way, though. I think no, it just became no. that. I, right? I never because my background is film production. I was a movie producer for years and years, and it's been a real struggle. You know, I mean, I mean, you have friends in the movie industry. You know how difficult it is to find the financing, develop the project. Um, you know. Get the cast together and put a you know put an entire movie you know try to convince someone to part with millions and millions of his dollars for what conceivably is the worst investment around. So I and I've made five movies and and Most all of them mostly all of am- them are failures. Amateur uh, like uh, they're like adult. Porn, they're porno. Yes, of course. They're they're porn they're porn movies with big big actors. Yeah, um, big no, aspirations. Big aspirations. But it was, it just became, it, it got to the point where I said, I just can't keep doing this. I'm killing myself doing this. And for me, success was getting the movie made, but that's not enough because that doesn't pay your investors back. And then after that, it's getting into a big festival, but that's not enough because you need a deal. And then it's getting the deal. Oh, but that's not enough because it's not enough money to pay the investors back. And then it's getting, you know, then it's getting a nice release and for the most part, we didn't have any wide releases. You know, we were, you know, we're smaller independent films with bigger stars. Um, and then what happens, like with most movies, they're just, you know, DOA. And then you start over again. It's like starting a new startup every single time. Right. A new movie is a new startup. Right. And I've done five of them. And I, and I put my life into it. And I wanted to get into digital media. And I remember I was at a birthday party with, with Anna. And Anna is has been one of my best friends for about 15 years. And this is where, you know, you just got to leverage your connections. You really do, especially the people, the connections that you absolutely love and adore. She was listening to Serial, and she was obsessed with Serial. Never heard of it. Never heard of it? Oh, it's a podcast from uh, You're talking NPR. about the Lucky Charms, <laughs> Cheerios. Right. Serial, yes, Serial with a C. Okay. Yes. So she wanted to get into podcasting. She said that I would love to just have a podcast called Unqualified where... I talk to strangers and I'm, you know, I'm unqualified to give advice. Immediately, I started to like just fucking shake. I'm like, this is brilliant. And, and it, at the time, it was just going to be just Anna talking to people. That's all it was. There was no real plan. There was no real, um, it wasn't thought through. But I left that birthday party just I had this nervous energy like I always do. I always have this nervous energy. Um, and I... I Whose like, birthday party was it, by the way? Oh, good, good, good question. Actually, it was um, Josh Ostrander who is who actually ended up singing the theme song for Unqualified, and he's become a huge rock star. It's Mondo oh, okay. Cosmo, and his uh, his um, his song Shine is number one on the alt charts right now. Oh, that's awesome! It's, yeah, it's crazy. He's becoming this huge, huge. I'm so proud of him. He's amazing. Mondo Cosmo, Shine. If anyone's listening, you can get it on Spotify. I mean, if anyone's listening, <laughs> everyone Fuck is you, listening. Sim. 
Oh my god! Everyone's listening. Anna says "fuck you" to me all the time. That's I like know. a that's like a trademark. I know. I know. What do you mean? Will, I, dude, I'm a fan I, of the I, show. I love your show. I Thank absolutely you. love your Thank show. You. I think that you're a master interviewer, and it's a tough skill. It really is. Well, you've gotten good at it too, my man. Hey, listen, it's all it's a learning curve, right? But getting back to that night, I was. I was up all night, and it felt like I felt like Jerry Maguire when he was when he was in cold sweats writing that right. that, that mission statement. Yes, the mission so statement. I wanted I put together a business plan that night, and I just completely charted out everything, everything that the show could be or would be. And by the way, I've been a podcast fan for years. I was one of those early adopters listening to Kevin Smith on my la- on my on my desktop. Right. I was you know then of course I got into Corolla and Nerdist and. I just loved podcasts, and once the podcast became native on on the iTunes app, I would go to bed listening to podcasts. You know, it would put me to sleep, put a timer on. It would, it would, so I just I loved them, but it was it still wasn't pervasive at the time. Right. And I called up on her the next day after I spent all night writing this business plan. Called her up the next day, and I said, "Hey, I really need to talk to you. Can I come over?" And she was like, "Yeah." And she was nervous. She's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> You know, what, what the hell is him? You know, like, what a weird thing to say. I need to come over. Can I talk to you? So she thought I'm going to jump. Bad. She thought it was something bad. I get to her house and pulled out my laptop and put put together this PowerPoint presentation and showing her the capabilities of podcasting, how I see her podcast going. Halfway through, she stops. She grabs my arm and she said, Sim, will you please do this with me? I'm like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> You're like, I didn't stay up all night for nothing. <laughs> yes, of course I'll do it for you. But at the time, I just What if I she was, was like, yeah. Sim, can I borrow this PowerPoint? <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Nice work. I'm going to give this to someone else to produce the, the this show. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I really just wanted to be a producer on the show. Right. That's it. Yeah. I, I only planned on making her look good. That's still to this point, you know, I try not I try my best not to talk as right, much. Right. Because, you know, it's it's her show and no one wants to hear from me. They want to hear from the guests. They want to hear from Anna. Um, I'm the only non-famous person in the room every single time. You're famous in my book. Oh, Sam. you're a sweetheart, Will. You I, really I, are. Everyone I talk to that listens to the show loves you. So that's not true. Do you want to say that into the mic? I don't, no, I don't that's why he doesn't have a mic. That's why he doesn't have a mic. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> He's also drinking, so yes, just take true. his words with a grain of salt. Okay? No, but that's yeah. 100% true. Which oh, part? Thank you. We didn't hear it. What did you, what did you say? <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to say he that. He said that everyone who listens to Unqualified likes him. Oh, you're a sweetheart, too. Um, but... After that, you know, we just went, we, we hit the ground running, and we got all the artwork done. We completely put it together. We got our entire team involved, and I said, I told Anna, look, I want this to be the biggest fucking podcast. I want, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to put 100% of my efforts in. From this point on, this is my full-time job. Anna Ferris is unqualified. is my full-time job, and I just want to make things easy on you, Anna, because I don't want this to be a burden for you. I don't want this to be a chore. I want this to be easy for you. But Anna has embraced it, and she works just as hard as me on the show. You know, she right. we're we're doing everything together because when we first started, we we weren't we didn't get that many downloads. You know, I think our first our first day was it was it was good. It was like thirteen thousand downloads, and I thought, oh, that's not that's not great. But you know, for a first day doing it, we had discovery on iTunes. But um, but in the past year and a half, after after oh God. Best of iTunes and 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 look at me, listen to me bragging right now. And and Entertainment Weekly Podcast <laughs> of the Year and all these other top ten lists. It's it's been it's been exciting. It's been 
a whirlwind. It's been a complete ride. And it's weird because I still have to explain to people what the fuck a podcast I is. I know. That's the worst part for you know? me, too. Like, I, I finally become successful in an industry that I love, and yet people still don't know what a podcast is. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another edition of Financial Strategies with the Small Executive. As you know, he's a multi-billionaire, and I happen to call him, well, I don't know if I'd call him a friend, but he takes my calls sometimes. Hello? Mr. Executive, yeah, I I know your assistant's assistant told me you only have a few seconds before your meeting with Warren Buffett, so I'll I'll make it quick. What do you want to ask me? Do do you have a second to talk about Amazon's effect on on retailers? I don't. Okay. um, Mr. Executive, there's there's rumors floating around that you've just invested a few hundred million dollars into Tesla. Uh yeah, we did that. Um, okay, and and on that topic, how many vehicles do you currently own? I think I think I have I know I have more than one hundred, but I don't know what number. More cars of one hundred. <laughs> well, if you ever need anyone to come on over there and test drive any of them, I'm I'm your man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's uh let's switch gears over to lifestyle, uh, Mr. Executive. With all the hours that you spend in your office. How do you fit in time for social life? I already got one play date. Now I'm getting two play dates. Two play dates, huh? So what do you guys do on these play dates? We we watch movies. It's like it's like um in front of my bed. Well, you know what they say, uh, Netflix and and chill. Am I right? With all the international travel that you do, you still manage to stay in impeccable shape. Tell me the secret to your diet. And chocolate. Uh, okay. Look, I know you're a private guy when it comes to your personal finances, but can you just give us a ballpark figure for what you made in Q2 of this year? Five and a half. Billion? Yeah. Do you know um, Brady? My friend is Brady. Um, He's six and a... He's the six. Billion? Both of you? Yeah. I guess I know who to ask next time I need a few bucks. <laughs> you must have a massive portfolio. No, mine is medium. Mr. Executive, I read in your Wall Street Journal profile that you just took your first vacation of your career and you went over to Zurich. How, how long were you there? Um, for, a year, for like, I don't know how many minutes or hours it was. I was I stayed there for a long time. Was this another... Uh, Play date. <laughs> so, hello, hello. Sorry, I'm I'm just, I'm having trouble hearing you. What what is that noise in the background? It's just a girl. Listen, I'll let you get back to whatever you're doing. Uh, can I just ask one more question? What what is the current economic process that is? Hello. Yeah, I'm sure he'll call me back. And now a word from our sponsors. Guys, have you heard of Spoke? It is a new app that curates playlists for you of podcasts that you like based on the things that you want to hear. These days, there's so many podcasts, it's hard to find exactly what you want to listen to. Spoke makes that easy for you. Go to hearspoke.com slash at will 
and start putting in your preferences. From there, you will be directed to a path that highlights all different types of podcasts surrounding what you like. Not only that, but they have highlights from the drop-in. Go to hearspoke.com slash at will, and they have the highlights from each episode, the best portions of the show, and all the other shows from the at will network. If you like what you hear, you can join the conversation and leave a voice comment or send it to a friend on social media. That's right. Hearspoke.com slash at will. Check it out now. What's one of the scariest things that you've done? Is this like an, a podcast question or is this a... No, I think it's, it's however normal. you want to answer it. Physically, the scariest thing I've ever done was, was jumping off the highest bungee in the world in Interlock in Switzerland. Really? Yeah. This is that, are you like in, a bungee guy? You no, do that? dude, I don't, I'm not a daredevil. Are you an extreme no, guy? No, I'm not. But I felt, and, I've, and I felt like I needed to do this. Why? This was, in, this was uh, at the end of college. Okay. And, and a, a back, were you a drinking? A backpacking trip. Drinking before the, you think I would drink before I jump off the highest bungee in the world? I maybe would just because I was like scared to do it, but I get. Well, so you're, while you're hanging by your feet, you can start puking onto the. Okay, ground? so what happened? So it was me and my buddy Chris, and we decided, let's just let's just do it. Let's fuck it. Let's just do it. I needed I needed to get over my fear of heights. I needed to get over all that stuff. So. We went up to this gondola. I forgot the actual uh, distance. I forgot how many meters. But we get into this gondola, and they strap the bungee cord to your to your legs, and you're at the edge of the gondola, looking out into this crazy, crazy, picturesque, unbelievable river, and Pearl Jam alive is blasting on the radio. <laughs> All right, and then. The, uh, Is that the song? What that they play for they everyone play, on they, their way out? But they were blasting it where you can't even like hear anything else. They were just blasting. Oh, uh, uh, I don't even know how it goes. I'm so alive. You know the song. Oh, right? I'm still alive. Oh, 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 wow, Eddie Vedder. Listen, do you do karaoke? You do a perfect Eddie Vedder. Yep, Eddie Vedder and Green Day. Those are my specialties. And then he, the the guy that the, the guy that the uh, you know whatever what do you call those guys who the the monitor the instructor you know they're not instructors they just. They're just there in the gondola with you. He said, I'm going to count down from five, and then you're going to jump. Off of the gondola? Off of the gondola, yes. What? Yeah, off of the gondola. So there wasn't even like a, like a, I thought you'd jump off of a, uh, like a base. No, 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 no. This gondola takes you up all the way on, on, you know, on a wire, and then you jump off of that. And he just counts it down. Five, four, three, two, one, jump! And then you have no chance to even think. So you don't, you, so they, don't, they don't want you to second guess it. So you just die. Hold on a second. You said you were with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. is it one by one? One by one by oh, one. Okay. I went first. I went first. So I wasn't sure what to expect. And then I just, I just plummeted. I was plummeting. And it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I'll never do it again. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. But that's probably the scariest thing I've ever done. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know. I, there's a lot of things that I would do for the rush, for the extremity of it, but that's not one. Would you ever jump I'm out of good. a plane? Yeah, I actually think I would, especially because there's someone kind of with you that's done it a billion times. Yeah. Doing the bungee jump by yourself just seems like, well, if this thing snaps, there's no one here to save okay. me. So here's the fucked up part. That place had had one snap before. The next year, the same place in Interlochen, the gondola takes you up to two different distances. There's like the halfway up, and then there's all the way up. Half-ass one. The half-ass one, where which is which is like not as much, but it's still you're still 
fucking bungee jumping. Yeah. And then there's the highest, the, the gondola takes you up to the highest point to break like the Guinness record, you know? <laughs> so, so then you, you have, you have, a, you have today, a choice. Ob- obviously, I went for the highest one, but the next year they put the uh, high cord on the lower bungee no. on someone. So someone plummeted to their death. What? Yeah. And they were shut down for a while. For what, like the week? <laughs> it's Switzerland. I don't know what the regulations are. Yeah. But they're they're back open now. They're, I guess they're back open now. They put the yeah. long ones with the long one and the they short ones the, with the short ones. They put the, they they put the long cord on the short, on the short jumper. Yeah. yeah. So the moral of the story is always go for the highest one. Well, do you remember uh, probably, what, 10 years ago for the Super Bowl, they were doing that uh, Doritos commercial? Do you uh, remember this? So halftime was like this Doritos commercial. Uh, commercial and they were filming it on the field I think a few days before the Super Bowl and they had a guy uh, do a bungee and he's dipping uh, the Dorito chip into something on the ground I remember vaguely I remember this keep going and the whole thing was you know he dips it and comes back up and it was yeah. like oh. it was like this stunt for the commercial sure and like literally I think a couple of days before the thing they were they were filming it or, or testing it or whatever and the guy Oh my god! I think Doritos got. Uh, I'm sure there was a heavy, heavy lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, big settlement. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever been in a lawsuit? No, I've never been in a lawsuit. Have you? No, you're supposed to knock on wood, though. Knock on wood. Oh, I'm sorry. Here when that happens. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So not but I, yet. But I feel. Not yet. I feel like if you're successful, when you, I mean, we're not successful. Well, we are in the sense, but like when you get to the point where you are successful, um, people, you're just you're just a target. Everyone's a target, right? Yeah. So I have a question. What do you think the special sauce is for unqualified? Um, what do you think it's, makes it? It's Anna. It, it it lives and die by the the host. Any podcast is successful is because is the host likable? Is the host compelling? And Anna has that in spades. She is incredibly funny, incredibly charming, and incredibly sweet. Like a genuine yeah, sweetness. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I it's agree. It's not with that. fake at all. I mean, what you hear is exactly her. So she, you really do feel like you're friends with her even though you haven't met her. And now for a new segment called Slowed Down Candy Reviews with Sim Sarna. Do you like candy bars? I love candy bars. We're going to try some. Is that a flake, by the way? This is a bacon one. This is called Moe's Dark Bar. I feel like there's not enough bacon. I feel like the chocolate's overpowering the totally taste. I I do taste a little bit of the sea salt, and if you just told me it was just a dark chocolate bar, oh wait, I'm getting a little bit on the on the uh, on the back end here. It's coming up. It's coming up. Yep, a little hint of bacon in the aftertaste. Okay, so this is Arrow from Nestle. Feel the bubbles melt. That's, that's their tag. It tastes like a thick... If Andy's wasn't thin, and it was thick, that's what it would taste like. Mmm, this is so good. Oh, I'm making a mess here. I'll give it a 7 for the, the rich chocolate flavor. So rich. But... The mess mm, is the, so good. The mess is just is too much for me to handle. Uh, 
I know your podcast is called Unqualified. Yeah. Do you feel like you are kind of qualified? I feel like I can offer some insight that most of our listeners appreciate because I'm older than most of them. And because most of our listeners are female, they can hear a male perspective based on my experience. I wouldn't say that I'm qualified. I would say that, well, here's what I think, and I'm probably right. (laughs) And I hate to break this to you, but I'm right. So you can take my advice, which is right. Yeah, or or, you can do whatever you want. Or you're screwed. Or you might be screwed, sure. What I was, wish you the best regardless. What was the most kind of uh, – you guys take phone calls a lot yeah, on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Is there one phone call that came in that actually sticks out in your mind, whether you aired it or not, that was like, oh, my God, like this person is actually uh, not yeah. doing well or I wasn't well, expecting this type of caller? We spoke to a woman who – Bring in the music. Bring in the music again. <laughs> We spoke to a woman that started to she had she had an illicit affair with her coworker for a month while she for at least a month or two it was going on for at least two months and um, and she she felt she felt terribly about it because there's this loving husband at home and uh, our guest at the time was Johnny Galecki from Big Bang Theory and so the three of us are trying to help her and it was it was strange because. Ann and I take pride in being kind to all of our callers. We know we, we're not snarky. We want to actually try and help them and give them great advice. And we tell all of our guests that as well. But this is one of those calls where the more she was talking, the more we were we knew that she was wrong and she was fucking up and she was destroying her life. And it did felt, she know she was wrong? It, I felt she like felt bad? I felt like she, I felt like she needed advice on like what what to do and, and make us because a lot of callers will will just give them reassurance. Hey, you're doing a great job. It's gonna be fine. We're here for you. Yeah. I mean, this it was a very brave call, but the three of us were like, what the what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, like this is you're you're destroying lives here. And the, then the, she was having an affair with a guy who was also married with kids as well. So she probably didn't get. Uh, she probably didn't get what she wanted to hear. She wanted she wanted us to be like, you know, it's 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 she probably wanted yeah. us to say everything's going to be fine, it's all going to work itself out, but but no, we couldn't we couldn't do that. But it was but it stuck out to me because that was the first time where we weren't kind to them. We were telling them the truth and telling them what they probably what she probably needed to do. Right. Yeah. And so then what happens? Do you guys follow up yeah, with these people? Yeah, we have follow-ups with so every once in a every Four or five episodes. We'll have a you bonus call that episode. lady whether she likes it or not. You're calling her back up. We actually, hey, it's we, us yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, what's going on? We're actually gonna have a follow up call with her soon because everyone's wondering what happened. And really, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Wow. They want to see how it all sh- you know shakes down. But wow. uh, but yeah, there. It's what's strange to me is that these strangers want help from these fucking stupid Hollywood types. <laughs> They're like as, as if we're gonna. We have all the answers, but it's turned into a place where Anna and I need to embrace this because they really, really crave our help, and we love giving it to them. We love it. We love giving them our opinions, and 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 they all are. Are, they're like they're family now. Right. How many calls are you guys getting per episode? Uh, no, we do about two. We you know the, the you know but, the, the but how do you do it? How do you how do you like? What's your process, Sim? I'll tell you my process. So when I'm determining who gets to be a caller. Uh, on the show, 
we have a, we have a website. It's unqualified.com. Which yeah, we the spend, website. We have a website. We get a ton of emails every day. So I have an intern and myself. We're always looking through the emails and seeing which ones are the most compelling. Are there any uh, calls or that are similar situations that we've had in the past before? So we don't kind of you know rep- uh, replicate that. And uh, and then I actually call them and I talk to them first to sort of vet them out and make sure that they are comp- they'll be compelling on the show. And uh, I'll look them up on social media to make sure that they are who they say they are because um, a lot of people just want to be on the show and they're lying about who they are. I just want to make sure they're real people because for us it needs to be genuine. It needs to be absolutely, completely truthful. And what are you doing? You're calling them on your cell phone or something? We call them on... Star 67? Let me me tell you about how high budget of a show we have. Yes. I stick my computer to the Zoom recorder that you have and then I call them on Skype. Okay, and then you hear the beep beep beeps and the and then the, all the Skype noises. That's that's the kind of level of production that we. Uh, hey, whatever works, <laughs> of course. And so, do you research your guests? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, we want to make sure that well, I research the guests with Anna. We make sure that we know everything about the guests, and then we cater all of our little games and fun games that we have. We have a segment a segment producer named Cassie who who helps with all of like the deal breaker segments and all of that stuff. And then and then uh, about two hours before the guest arrives on either a Monday or Tuesday, we usually record about 6 p.m., um, me, Cassie, and Anna just sit around and we figure out the show. Like, okay, this works as a segment, this doesn't work. And then when the guest arrives, we just dive right in. But for me um, and for our listeners, we I love the fact that we just get to hear celebrities in this intimate environment, right? You know, I mean, it's not as in- intimate as this little whisper room over here because we do it in a dining room. But I figure, but this has to create some type of real bond with your guests, right? Absolutely. People like coming into like a small little hideout. Sure, yeah. definitely. And also, I tell them that anything that happens in this room stays in this room. But that's a lie. That's a complete lie. Yeah, because it doesn't. No, it actually goes no, it way goes out there. Out. It goes yeah. out to the world. Sure. Uh, I'll tell you what I love about your podcast. What I love about your podcast is not only I'm sliding a I'm sliding a check as he's <laughs> thank saying you. This. this is not enough. Okay, Please, go one ahead. more zero. I feel like you are everyone's. I mean, you even if you don't really know your guest, you it comes across that you're friends, you know, and and that's the most important thing to cre- to create that kind of intimate bond. And you do a really great job about that, and making your guests feel incredibly. In- incredibly comfortable and that's the most important thing as far as a podcast host is as far as I'm concerned is making the guests feel comfortable enough to to share and hopefully overshare and then another thing that you do really well is editing I think that that is something that most podcast professionals and podcast hosts just don't do enough Mm. I mean you can be Joe Rogan where you can just push play on the Zoom and then talk for three and a half hours. Crystalia. And, and Crystalia and do that. And by the way, you know, Joe Rogan is one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And he has a rabid fan base that are, that's going to follow him and listen to him talk for three plus hours a day. And it's fine and it works. But guess what? Most people are not fucking Joe Rogan. They're just not. And editing, editing, editing is so vital, so important. Yes? Do you agree? Yes. Well, and he's, he's the one that does it. Yeah. Well, ha- when but when you guys but do you help him? Do you give him editing notes? How does that work? Yeah, it's, I think all of our shows are pretty collaborative. You know, yeah. what I mean, it takes it can't just be one person's perspective on anything because you could be just off. Most people think that unqualified is unedited, because and I love that. 
Yeah, I, I love great I love the feel of having it sound like it's unproduced, having it sound like it's a natural conversation. But the truth is that you're cutting and pasting for oh, hours. Oh my god, I'm combining conversations. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all sorts Making of people stuff. Making say people say things sound, that yeah. they actually never said. I know it's the best. It's a best. it really is. But you need to cut out the fat because yeah. podcasters are so lazy. And they don't really understand yeah. that editing is half of it. It yeah. really is. Ah, of course. Because you want to put out the best, best project, but best presentation possible. Thank you for coming on, brother. I'm a we'll fan. do it again. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, buddy. Woo! Killing. All right. Thanks for uh, sitting in. We'll edit that down to a cool four and a half minutes. Sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just get like, <laughs> yeah. The, all oh, all it's gonna be is, Will. I'm a big fan. You're great. Yeah. And then it's like the the outro music comes in. <laughs> perfect. Thank you to Sim Sarna. Go check out his podcast, Unqualified with Anna Ferris, where they give not so great relationship advice every Tuesday. Follow him at Sim Sarna. That's S I M S A R N A. And you can follow him also at Unqualified. And relax, ladies. He is recently engaged, so he's off the market. Thank you to Small Executive for gracing us with your presence. Follow him at Small Executive. We have a new show for you next week. So, in the meantime, leave a review on the Apple Podcast app and check us out on Spoke. Peace. Thanks again to our partner, Spoke, SiriusXM's new app that allows you to listen to podcasts, radio programs, and documentaries curated for you. Go to hearspoke.com slash at will now.